So, welcome, welcome to RCC. We are so happy you guys are here with us this morning. If you are new or it's your first time, LOL, it gets way better than this. Just hang in there. <laughs> hang in there, it's gonna get really good. But we would love it if you would just leave your name in the comments so we can give you a proper welcome. Also, today is Family Sunday, which historically is the best day of RCC. And so you're gonna see lots of kids be a part of our service this morning, and it's gonna be really great. Um, even later on for our lectionary reading, it's gonna be by Josh's son, Noah. So it's gonna be awesome. So speaking of our youth, if you have a love for youth ministry, if you love that high school age, we are, have been in a season of praying for some formal leadership, but until God brings someone to us, we would love to invite volunteers to be in that space with us. So if you love our youth ministry, if you love high schoolers, we would love it if you guys would come to an informational meeting next Sunday after church. It's gonna be in the prayer room at the table space, and Josh is gonna give you guys a little bit more information of what it would look like to partner with our youth. So if that's something on your heart, we ask that you just keep some space in your calendar for next week after service. Um, and then also, we have been moving heavily into a season of prayer, so we have a couple of things for you this week. Um, our first Friday of every month is going to be a morning prayer meeting led out by Josh. So it's going to be from 7 a.m. to 8.30. If you are an early riser and you love prayer, this is probably the thing for you, so come to that. If you are more like the pray without ceasing type, we have Leslie Batchelor, who she leads out in our prayer ministry. She does intercessory prayer. She is amazing. Um, often she comes in and she prays over every seat before people come. Has such a wonderful heart. She has an awesome team of people who have been praying alongside us this entire year. And so they are looking for more people to be involved in that way. So if you are someone who that is just the way that you connect with the Father, you love prayer, we would love to invite you into that space. So as you see on the screen, that's gonna be her information. If you would just send her um, an email, she would love to hear from you. They do a Zoom prayer meeting about once a week. On, so if you're socially distancing, no worries. This is still really great for you. So we would love to have you partner with us that way. And then last for our announcements, we have been doing a co-working space. So if you are sick at like working at home and you're lonely and you want community, us too. So the table space has been such a blessing in our community. It's allowed us to connect with people in Smyrna. It's allowed us to deeper connect with people in our church body. And one of the ways that we'd love to do this is on Fridays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., we're gonna have the table space open. So you can bring your laptop, there's a coffee shop nearby. We would love for you guys to just come and we can work together and be in fellowship and community. So if that sounds interesting to you, um, just come on Friday. You don't even need to reserve any space. Just come and see us and we would love to see you that way. Because we are worshiping and serving a God who is always working, 
who is always moving and is doing impossible things all the time and things and in ways we cannot see and we may never know, but he is still doing them. And so our call as a body in Smyrna, Georgia, is to pray every week the prayers of restoration and reconciliation, of freedom and of healing across the globe. And so we stand on the truth that our God is the way maker and he is a miracle worker on our behalf and on the behalf of his children around the world. And so we lift up the universal church, its members and its mission. We pray for the Cuban pastor who's being held falsely imprisoned on false charges for trying to gather his body. We join with the other Cuban pastors who are praying for his release. We pray protection over him. We pray protection over the other pastors in Cuba. We pray the audacious prayer that governments that are withholding freedom from those gathering to worship your name, may those leaders come to know your name. We pray that the miracle would happen, that they would come to know your name. And that we would see salvations lit across the world. Because you are the way maker in the miracle working God. We pray for the pastor in Ethiopia, Ethiopia who was stabbed and killed while preaching. We pray for his family, for his kids, for his church body who had to witness that. Would you be near to them? Would you provide comfort to them? May we be sad with them. We pray for the world and all those in it. We pray for those in Mozambique, Mozambique who were impacted by the floods from the cyclone. A country and a people that already know so much hardship. Trying to combat natural disasters while also in the middle of a global pan pandemic is heavy and it's hard and it feels near impossible. God, would you provide aid for them? relief for them? Would you make it obvious for the surrounding churches to know what their mission and their call is to love the people of Mozambique well? Provide aid to the government to love and care for those impacted who have lost all that they had. We pray for the miners in China, 11 of them being rescued, nine of them still being trapped. We're on day 15 of them being stuck. We thank you for the 11 that have been rescued. Allow them to have full healing to their bodies and to their minds and the trauma that they've endured. And we pray for the nine still missing. God, would you bring rescue to them quickly? 
for those that are still drawing breath and are suffering, would you bring peace to their weary souls? May they somehow come to know your name. Would light show up in the darkest of holes? We pray for the welfare of Smyrna and Cobb County. We pray for the two teachers who recently lost their lives due to COVID. The fear that that has spurred on amongst other educators, just the stress of the education system, families and teachers and faculty alike. We lift them up as they do another week. They do another day where it all just feels like too much. pray that you would show us how to love the Cobb County teachers well, the principals and the faculty, the decisions that they're having to make, where it feels like there is no right answer. May they know that they are loved and seen. Would their homes be a place of rest? Would you restore their weary souls? for students who are struggling to just get through this year. God, I thank you that you are near to each of us in our struggles and in our own suffering. There is no hierarchy of suffering. You meet and are near to every single one of us. We pray for those in this local community and those who are suffering, we pray for Joan's elbow. God, would you bring healing to her elbow? May she beat the timeline that the doctors have set forth for her healing for her elbow. May she know that she is not alone, but that she is seen and loved and cared for by the River City body. We pray for Lori as she continues to fight through getting over COVID. God, would you be near to her? Would you allow her migraines to be lifted from her? Would you allow strength to return to her weak body? Would breath fill her lungs and become more easily able to breathe? May she be able to rest and get good sleep. Get her, allow her body to get the nourishment that it needs. And we pray for Erin as she continues to try and figure out what is the source of her pain. God, would you just bring supernatural wisdom clarity for the doctors would you protect the freedom and the testimony that she shared just weeks ago would you protect that and would you remind her day in and day out that that is true and that is truth may she still know freedom in the midst of this and we pray for Shane's family as they grieve the loss them as they navigate grief in a pandemic. I thank you that your spirit sits and waits with us, weeps with us, that you catch our tears, that you're a safe place for all of us to fall and rest. I pray that our church body this week would be a church body that prays the audacious prayers that our faith would be encouraged and built on the prayers and the faith in the saints around us. It's in your name we pray, amen. 
today in a moment. We're going to have Jessica come up and share her heart for kids ministry and the gift of what God is leading us into. But before we do that, we're going to take an offering. But I want to explain to you what we're sensing for the next year as we've been praying. And we've been praying a lot. And that is that God is calling our church to be a church that begins to walk in what it means to equip people, to equip the saints from Ephesians 4 to be more specific. I've felt this to be a word and a direction for our church. And the idea is really this idea of instead of investing in gatherings, investing in lives. And I think what the pandemic has shown us is that if we've invested so much into gatherings, when those are taken away, it kind of reveals if there is investment into lives and if people are growing instead of just attending. That's our goal this year, is that you would step into, and our whole body would be known as a place that helps to equip the saints to be a deeper people, a more meaningful people, to be a worship people and a contemplative people, to be a Eucharistic people and a charismatic people. And so I'm super excited about it. One of the ways in which we do that, and there's so many, right? Some of the ways are jumping into spiritual formation together, really creating space. Some of the ways are being in community together in the ways that we can, and there are tons of ways. And other ways are the, the offerings that we give. And, um, and so today as we pray for this offering, just a couple things. We're asking God to bless our finances this year, but we don't want that to just be on him. We know that each of us play a role in that. And so this is me inviting you continually into being a consistent giver. And I already know that a lot of you don't like to hear that. Most of us have heard long messages and months and months from churches about giving and giving where there doesn't seem to be community and discipleship and connection and care and empathy even and compassion. But this year, we are going together, as, as Becca would say. That's her new phrase. We all go together, right? We all go together. Everybody say it on count of three. One, two, three. We all go together. Now let's say we all give together. One, two, three. See what you did there? Now you got to give? Just kidding. Um, not really, though. I would love it. Here's my goal. Faithfulness and giving on monthly basis would really help us to navigate what God's leading us to. And there's a bunch you're going to hear. We're actually going to step into, in the month of February, Ephesians 4. We're going to spend the whole month on what it means to equip saints, what it means to be someone who helps uh, the body, what it means to be filled, what it means to enjoy the salvation in which we live, not just what we go towards. And so... So today as we, as we pray, we're going to pray our prayer like we usually do, and we're going to pray with audacious faith. Amen? Thank you, Kara, for that. We're going to pray audaciously in an audacious way today. Audaciously. All right, so I'll start, and then you can jump in with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Generous God, we ask you to bless the gifts we give this morning. We ask that you help grow the trust in us, that we might follow without looking back and that we might leave behind more of our old lives to experience more deeply new life in you. Help us to leave our nets on the shore. Leave those things that seemed essential before we heard the call so that we might travel the road you have put before us. In the name of Christ who goes before us and beside us, we pray. That was good. Oh, that snuck up on me a little bit. You don't have to keep saying what I'm saying, but all right. All right I'm going to introduce. Um, so last year we, we prayed for a long season for God to provide for our kids ministry. We took our time and did 
diligence and we interviewed people and we recognized pretty quickly as we traveled into the year that God had already provided this person for us and Jessica. So you guys can kind of cheer for Jessica. But man, oh man, 2021 is a year of difficulties, especially in ministry, but we have audacious faith. Amen. And Jessica's going to need for us to take in. This is not just a day for you to sign up, even though we hope you do, but to let your heart experience what it feels like to hear how God wants to love our children, which is as important as any adult in here. Really, we're investing in what we're leaving behind, which is our kids. And we want that full throttle. And so I'm going to pray for Jessica, and she's going to come up. And I want you to pray with me, okay? So if you guys would just actually point your hands towards Jessica. If you're at home, if you're in your living room, maybe just somewhere to the left of the screen. That's where she is. Jesus, we thank you for the gift of Jessica, Shane, and all of the kids. We thank you that you have blessed us and that you are with us and that you provide our needs even before we know we have them. We thank you that you give us the ability to walk in peace even with our kids. We trust you with their lives. We are not their gods. We are just those pointing to you and learning with them and showing them. So today as Jessica comes up to share her heart, I thank you for who she is. I thank you for what you're doing, and I thank you for the promises and faithfulness you're going to provide our church and our kids' ministry. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. I'd like for Noah to read his prayer again. So I want to start, when Noah prayed earlier, he didn't get a chance to be heard very well, so I'd like for him to just open us by pray, by repeating his prayer. So, yeah, he needs. Hey, Noah. Yes, please. Dear God, thank you for our city kids and our city kids pastor. Thank you for everyone here and online. Thank you that you are with us and that you love us. Help us to hear you today. Amen. Amen. Yes. Noah, I am so proud of you for being willing to do that this morning. So that means a lot. Um, and that is my prayer as we go into this morning. So if you don't know me, my name is Jessica. Um, I'm married to Shane. He often is playing guitar. We have nine children, um, which that's usually just how anybody knows me. I'm the mom with all the kids, so <laughs> that's okay. I, I enjoy that, and I'm fine with that. Um, so this morning, it is a family Sunday, so our elementary kids stay in here with us through the whole service. And um, But this morning, it's not just family Sunday, but it's City Kids Sunday, our day to celebrate them. How many of you have ever heard of the term raising arrows? Anybody heard that before? A couple of you have, yeah. So that term comes from Psalm 127.4, and it says, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. That is referring to our children are the arrows. So if our children are the arrows, they're the weapons, right? What does that make us? The warriors, right? We're the warriors, and they are our weapons. Now, I'm not like, a, um, I haven't gone out hunting with bows and arrows. I've never fought with bows and arrows. I don't know a whole lot about it. I do know that you can buy arrows in a lot of places right now, but they're like prefabricated arrows, and that is not 
the same thing, right? As going out and getting a branch and carving it and shaping it. Um, will you go to my next quote, Bill? The arrows that we carve, shape, and balance are going on a journey beyond our reach. They're what God is going to use tomorrow, right? So he's using them. It's a preparation for a later time. It's not for right this second, right? Our kids can and will be used right in this second, but they also have a journey that we're preparing them for, something that they're going to. And that's what we're prepping them for. And so those prefabricated arrows, <laughs> that's not the same thing as loving and caring for that branch that the Lord made, right? And we didn't, we didn't create these arrows. God made the arrows. He gave them to us to entrust into our care. And on that basis, we, they're not just to be put in a display, right? They're not just to be for our glory. They're not just to be hung up somewhere for people to look at. Oh, you did a beautiful job making this arrow or that arrow. No, it has a purpose and a destiny. It's for his glory, not our glory. Bill, will you go to the next slide? It's about straightening what is crooked, sanding in the rough spots, sharpening the point, adjusting the feathers, and making time for target practice. It's about making sure that the arrow understands its purpose. That's our job as adults in the church. That right there. That's our mission. That's what we're called to. And so the arrows have a purpose to reveal the glory and love of God and to take down the enemy. Let's read Jonah 3, 1 through 10. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord, and he went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. And Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city and proclaiming, Forty more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, he took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. This is the proclamation he issued in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. And when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction that he had threatened. Jonah 3, 1 through 10. So a couple of things that I want to point out from this passage. Jonah, of course, we all know that at first, when the Lord called him, he went the wrong way. He was like, I'm going to go the opposite way. 
City Kids, if you have your um, packets, there's a map in there that actually has Nineveh on it. Um, and it shows you that God went, that Jonah went the other way, and then he got eaten by a big fish, right? A, by a whale? Okay, maybe it was a whale, yes. So big fish swallowed him up. And Jonah repented. He was like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, God, right? And then the fish spat him out. And Jonah did exactly what the Lord had told him to do. And he went to the Ninevites, which, oh my gosh, a city that takes three days to walk through, that is a really big city. Um, And he walked only, so he hadn't even gotten all the way to halfway through it yet. He just got through the first third of the city preaching this message. And it got, this message was so heard that it went all the way up to the king. And he's not even all the way through the city yet. Not even halfway, right? They took heed of the message and they repented. And not only was it that they repented quickly, but it was everyone. Like everyone, from the greatest to the least of these, from the largest to the smallest, the most important to the least important is what was included. And that's the part that I love. (laughs) I love that part. The young followed the example of the old, right? They had their, their leaders. The king said, this is what I decree. He gave an example. And so everyone else was able to follow that. If our kids don't see us loving God, talking to him, obeying him, listening to him, seeking his wisdom, how are they going to learn to fly straight? Right? How else are they going to know that they're in a battle if we don't teach them that, if we don't prepare them for that. If they don't know their maker, how are they going to have the courage and the hope for that battle? That's our job. My kids, (laughs) they are amazing. They usually want to do the right thing. Sometimes toddlers... I'll give you, they are trying to do the opposite of the right thing, but most of the time, kids really desire in their heart to do the right thing. And my honor, she's one who I can explain, hey, this is why you shouldn't do this, and she'll be like, oh, okay, and turn the other way, like super quick. That's her. She is a great example of that, just like the Ninevites, right? She is one who, you, she hears the word, and she is quick to turn. Children embrace that heart. They are so quick to follow the truth that we give them and run with it. And I get to see that happen week after week when I'm with these kids, and I love it. It makes me smile, and it teaches me so much. That's my favorite part about doing kids' ministry. And the king called for everyone in his kingdom and his body to fast and repent. He even called for the animals. I'm not saying go home and teach Fido about God. I don't know that that's going to do much good. Um, But y'all have a new dog, right? You could go home and teach teach your new dog, make him fast. I don't think that would go over so well. That wouldn't, probably wouldn't be so happy. (laughs) But the king called for everyone in his kingdom. He knew the value of the smallest and the least of those, what they added to the kingdom. 
right? He knew their value. He knew the value of the least and called them to join in as part of the body. He invited them into the story by having them also fast and repent and change their clothing. Called them into the story. And so that's what our king does. Right here and right now, our king is inviting the least of these into our story. And we recognize that here at RCC, that the kids are a part of our body. They're a valuable part of our body and that they are amazing. And so as part of our body, we have these four pillars that are on our wall, um, the spiritual formation, community transformation, creating space, and living in love. And so we wanted to take that vision and mission and make it a little more kid-friendly. So we've done that by breaking it down into um, simplified terms for our kids. So if I can have our kids come up, Maddie and Honor and Noah and Nava, they're going to share these with you. Yeah, you can just... Okay. So Honor, yours is first. So you can stand right here and read that verse. The first one is to know, which goes with our... Um, thing of creating space. There you go. Be still and know that God I am. Psalm 46 10a. Good job. So know it's creating space. Be still and know. That creates the space, right? The next one is grow, Nava. Oh, yeah. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. Good job. So grow is the same as spiritual formation, right? That's how we grow down deep. We let our roots grow down deep, and we're growing in Christ. The next one is glow, Maddie. You can turn it up. (laughs) For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord, Ephesians 5. Good job. So glow is living in love, where they're letting their light glow by living in love. And last, flow. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. John 7:38. Good job. Thank you guys so much. Y'all can have a seat. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for helping me out makes me feel a little more comfortable, actually, to have the kids with me. (laughs) Um, So yes, know, grow, glow, and flow. Those are the terms that these kids will hear weekly as we are going through things. And as I send out the email for the kids on a weekly basis, I try to connect the scripture that we're learning to a way that they can apply it, how it fits into those four categories, how they know, how they grow, how they glow, and how they flow. So it could be a simple activity, it could be a craft, there's all kinds of ways that we tie it in, but it helps them to remember that they're part of the body even when they're at home. 
through the week. And in order to be able to do all of this, of course, we need individuals who are willing to commit to these groups of children. It's not, it's not a room. You're not going to serve a room. Yeah. You're going to serve these guys who are so excited when somebody comes in there to connect with them, yeah. who takes the time out to say, you are valuable. Yeah. We appreciate you. I want to know you because you have something to teach me. Believe me, they have something to teach you. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Boy, do they ever. <laughs> so right now, through the end of May, um, Bill, will you put up the next slide for me? Oh, okay. We're going to switch. Um, so this is what helping out in a room might look like. You would pray for and bless the kids that are in the room. You would help with a craft or a lesson. Usually those are like ready already. You just have to help implement it. Um, so if you can use a glue stick, you're good. <laughs> you value the children in your area, and you listen and connect and engage with them. You're here early enough to kind of prep that space and to pray over that so that they can feel the welcoming presence of God. Y'all, that makes such a difference, especially for the babies. You have no idea. Like a baby who is like upset can come into that space and feel the presence of the Lord and completely change. I've seen it happen. It's so important. It looks like committing for one semester, which would technically be January to May. We're a little bit at the end of January, but so from now to May, the end of May. You have a background check on file. We want to keep our kids safe for sure, always. Um, it looks like you have a calling to help others encounter Jesus. Others is, includes our kids, right? And it looks like attending a volunteer training when necessary, which I try to do at least once a year. Um, you can go ahead and go to the next one. So right now, right like this specific time, <laughs> we, we're really, we've had like one room open, but it's really hard to teach a lesson to a three-year-old when you have a one-year-old crawling on you. <laughs> So we would love to have a nursery to two-year-old room um, and then a two-and-a-half to five-year-old room, and then I need someone to help with elementary kids as well. So um, that looks like serving two Sundays a month, and it's just two Sundays a month. <laughs> um, and then having greeters to help out, two, two or three of those to help out with welcoming our kids, making sure they know where to go, and... Um, just helping them get plugged in in the mornings and then coming into the service. So those are the immediate needs right now. Um, so this week, uh, there are some flyers on your seats that have the same kind of information on them. I would love for you to take it home and sort of pray through that and ask where God may be having you step in to learn from these kids and where he would have you develop relationships with them. Um, some of the best things that I have seen happen are the times when people like Luke Wills step in to play games with elementary boys and they get super excited by that time and attention. It's one of my favorite things, right? Watching them connect on a totally different level. It doesn't have, it's not like the same as an, another adult. It's such a freedom and such a beauty, and they learn from each other. And that is the part of children's ministry that y'all don't get to see and hear on a Sunday morning. 
It's something that you have to experience for yourself to get that side of it. So I want to end this morning by blessing the children. So wherever a child is near you, at home if you're watching, you can just put your hands on your kids that are probably running circles around you right now. I'm begging for snacks, but if you'll just extend your hands towards a child that's close to you. So children, children, we bless you to know that you are so important. You are so valuable. We bless you to know that you are part of our church body, a big part of it. We bless you to know that you are weapons that you have the power to take down the enemy and to bring glory and love of God wherever you walk, wherever you go. You are strong and powerful even right now. Father, I thank you for our kids. Lord, I pray that you would fill them up from the bottom of their feet to the top of their heads, that they would know your love in a very real and very powerful way today, that you would help us as parents know how to shape and sand and straighten them, and that you would give us time for target practice, that we would know how to help our arrows fly straight and strong. I thank you, Lord, for a church that believes in kids and their role. I pray that you would help them to step into that full of freedom, knowing that they are not slaves to fear. Thank you for letting them be brave enough to share with us this morning, even through reading scripture and prayer. Jesus, I pray as we go through this week, that you will remind us to see life through children's eyes and that you would help us to revel in that, that you would help us to, to share the wonder and the beauty and the joy of that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mariah, we're going to trust, test, transition into testimony time now. That was hard to say. Um, and for people that that language is very lofty and sounds kind of hard to step into, a great way of thinking of testimonies is how you've seen God show up this week. Um, what are some things that you are really grateful for and how you've seen God move? Um, and I'm aware that this space can be kind of hard sometimes. For me, it can be because so often as we are thinking of our testimonies, we're still in the middle of something. Like there's still something that you're praying for. You're still waiting for that job or that relationship or that healing or that deliverance. And so it's hard to posture your heart to see what God's doing when you're still holding on to that. But if you would with me, just take a deep breath. That's your testimony. So God is faithful. And in your body and in your bones, you have evidence that God is faithful and that he's doing something. And so I just want to invite you this morning into a posture of gratitude. 
And I'm going to step back and I'm going to let you guys come up here and we're going to have some kids that are going to lead the way and that's going to be awesome. And if you would with me, I'd love to have you come up because there's so much power in people hearing your story. There's so much. It says that we're saved by the blood of the Lamb and the testimonies of saints and I live and die by that. I really believe that there's so much power in sharing your story. But what you also can do in that tension of that space is just to sit and close your eyes and just begin to ask God, um, what is it that you've done that I should be grateful for? If that's hard for you this morning, just sit in that space and ask God to start to reveal what he's done. And if you feel shy, you can also just sit in that space and begin to glorify who God is and what he has done because he has done something. And so I'm super excited for our kids that are going to come up. If this is a little too high for them, we'll just move this down lower. But if you guys want to just join in with testimonies with us, it'll be really special. to be a leader at a camp retreat and I think what really opened my eyes was seeing the amount of middle schoolers whose lives had been turned around just by hearing people's stories and hearing my story and how um, we're able to connect by seeing what God's done in our lives and it brings everyone closer to God and I remember the first night just looking around like all the high schoolers that were leaders were pouring their hearts out and the middle schoolers were just sitting there waiting and the very first last the very first last night um, of worship everyone in the room was praising God and everyone was in tears because God's presence was presence was in the room and everyone knew it um, so yeah. I also went to the treat but I went as a middle schooler <laughs> um, and I really felt God's presence during worship. It was really great, but um, yeah, it was just really awesome to feel God's presence during worship. Just something new and awesome. So this week, I kind of felt like a middle schooler, so I thought I was supposed to follow up with that. I've been, I've been asking the Lord to make me more bold in my space at work and at home. And at work, I work for an airline, and we have this lounge at, at um, the airport. And so God told me last Sunday, sometimes I'm not here because I have to work. And so I went up to the announcement. We have this PA. And so I made an announcement to everyone in the lounge. I said, well, happy Sunday, everybody. If anybody wants any prayer... Um, be meeting in the middle of the lounge and at this airline that I work at you could have seen the eyes roll they're like did we just hear that who did that is he even allowed to do that and two 
two people showed up, two co-workers, and yeah. But I literally felt like a middle schooler, you know, standing up in the cafeteria. But one of the women that uh, came, she said, you know, I've been going through a rough time and I was raised in a denomination where we were taught to pray to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And so um, I'm really curious about God's word and it turns out I had a Bible and God let me give it to her and encourage her to pray to Jesus and to ask Jesus to reveal himself to her through his word. And the other woman was praying that God would make her bold too. And so when she heard the prayer, she came forward and we were able to pray with her to begin praying over her coworkers as well. And so that's happening in my life professionally, which is really exciting. And then personally, I went through a divorce about 10 years ago and been praying for God to restore my relationships with my kids. And I've really been excited uh, in the last couple of weeks. My namesake, 18-year-old, he is wor working out with me at LA Fitness at 6.15 in the morning. And that's so much fun just to have a space to be with him and to, and to, um, and to see God's restoration at work. So that's my testimony. So Natalie, is, she just walked out with the baby, so she doesn't know I'm giving a testimony. So <laughs> I feel like Josh, you know, he's always like, oh, my wife's gone. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> but uh, we've just, we've loved being at River City. So, um, you know, we've, been in Atlanta for about five years and just felt not at home our whole time here. And uh, it's just been so nice being here. We are making another step in a transition, but uh, it's just been such a blessing to be here while we have been here. And um, God has just been so faithful to us. It's been ridiculous. And we were just struggling with, I was struggling with anxiety and just stress about not being in the right job and all this stuff and not being in the right place and felt, and we just took steps just believing that God was going to show up every, every time. And it's, I, I, can't, I don't have time to go into all the different ways, but, but he's been so faithful. Um, and I kind of didn't want to tell this testimony because like you said, it's not kind of finished and there's like this one thing out there that we're trying to like put a bow on. <laughs> it, you know, it'd be nice to just come out and say, this is the testimony. <laughs> um, but the one thing like that I think that I, I asking you to pray for me is that uh, a couple weeks ago, Maddie gave a testimony where she talked about a time we shared the gospel with one of my employees and uh, this guy, man, he, very first day, one of the first weeks I'm working with him, he comes to me and he's like, just starts unloading all of his baggage with the church. Just has all, and, and then he looks at me after he's just gone on this rant. <laughs> and he's like, you're not religious, are you? <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, well, you would probably say that about me. <laughs> 
And, he's, and then he goes on all about, well, you don't believe in that praying in tongue stuff, do you? <laughs> I was like, we'll just save that for another day. <laughs> we'll save that. <laughs> uh, but just worked alongside him for several months. And uh, then at our Christmas party, like, we're just, we're just at, you know, at this restaurant having a great time. I go to the bathroom and I feel like God's saying, you need the Holy Spirit. It's like, you've, this is your moment. You have to, you have to do this. And so just like I got to share the gospel with him and it was so real and genuine. He's the Holy Spirit started coming over him, everyone on the table. And uh, God is just working so much in his life. And uh, we're just praying. We have a couple more because, you know, we had a thing fall through with our house. We have a couple of, of a couple more weeks here, and we're just praying that in the next few weeks that God used, uses that extra time that we've been given as an opportunity for to see more growth and to see uh, God do something in him and his fiance's life. So we're praying for that. to translate for me because I speak French. I got you. You got me? I got you. All right. <laughs> well, uh, like since I've started coming to River City, like for me, uh, going to church was like going to school. I don't like to miss going to church. I feel like I'm going, if I'm missing church, it's like missing school. They're going to report me or something. So I'm going to church every Sunday. It's also because I don't like to miss seeing, I love the feeling of being here, seeing everybody. I love, I, I just love this feel, the feeling. Like I love being here. And when the COVID started and we start. We had to. Uh, they started. Uh, we have to start watch the church online. I really didn't like it. I was complaining. But since we got in 2021, like since we got in 2021, this is my first time coming to church because. Uh, I was finding excuses to not like it was like every Sunday it was like an excuse to me to not come to church I had because I had school I, I started back school so I was feeling tired or any kind of excuse to not come and this morning like yesterday I slept I slept like at 3 a.m. 
but this morning when I woke up I was really tired I told myself that I'm not gonna be able to go because I slept late but I just didn't want to miss today because I'm I just told myself like since we got in 2020 uh, 2021 sorry I've never been to church and I haven't seen all these faces so I couldn't help myself so I said whatever it takes I have to come I have to come to church and I just got that energy and I just came to church today and that's what I'm thankful for so talking but I definitely want to I feel like if I don't I'm not going to be obedient and I'm definitely not going down that road ever again so um first of all I just want to thank you guys for praying I literally was a week ago using a walker that I named Norm and I actually love my walker to be totally honest it's uh, he seriously he's pimp like I literally have a fondness for him I'm not kidding and I have a cane I named Lady Slay, and she is so, like, she literally is sparkly. I sound crazy. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, that's, that's the reality a week ago. I know that you guys have been praying. Like, I've been online. I know, I, I feel the prayer, and I'm up here to tell you guys, I, I literally think I was healed. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not even saying this, like, as an act of not faith. I have crazy faith right now. But right now, in my natural mind, I, I think I got healed, and it was crazy. I had a friend over all day. We were sitting on the couch hanging out. She left and I started watching this random worship. I don't even know how I started watching it. In the worship set, he literally just started praying. And anytime there's prayer right now for healing, I'm always like, yes, yeah. Like, cause that's what you get. You just, I'm expecting the healing, but kind of not really maybe. And so that night he was like, okay, if you feel like you know, do something you can't do. And I was laying on the couch and I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm tired. And I was like, wait, get the, get up. So I like started moving around and I was like, holy crap, I can actually move right now. Justin pulls up. I don't know. He's listening to the same thing in the car, but he apparently was. And I, I was like going to go out the door and be like, babe, I, this just happened. And the first thing out of his mouth is, did you get healed? And I was like, you were listening too. It was awesome. So since that moment, I have not had to use Lady Slay or Norm and I'm going with it. <laughs> so thank you guys so freaking much. Seriously, thank you. Really, legit, I can say 100% it is prayer. That's the only way that this makes sense. Pray, guys, and trust and believe those big prayers like Kara was talking about. I'm telling you, freaking shoot the arrow high and far. He's answering prayers fast, and I'm shaking. Like, aim high and far. I love you guys so much. <laughs> My sweet friend Rachel invited us, and um, I brought my nine-year-old Joseph with us today, and uh, he's been properly bribed that if he pays attention to service and can talk it back to me, he earns money today. So he's earning money today. 
But when you opened up for testimonies and said, you know, how has God shown up for you this week? I asked him, I said, Joe, how is, how is God, you know, have you seen God this week? And he was thinking, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess, yeah. And then his eyes light up and he goes, yeah, no, yeah, I did, I did. And I was like, oh, you know, well, what happened? He's like, he totally helped me pull out a win on the championship, what's the game called? Rocket League game. Okay, if y'all don't know what Rocket League is, it is soccer with race cars. I kid you not, it's a game. And so I was like, how, how, how'd, you do, how'd that happen? He's like, I was down like 5-1, mom. And Jesus just like really helped me like motivate myself and pump myself up and know that I could do it. And then I just pulled out a win. And I was like, that's exactly how God showed up for you this week. Like that's a real thing. And it was just, as you were teaching how, you know, they teach us like, and God was like, yeah, see, I met him right there. Did you see? Like right where he was in his little nine-year-old video game, I met him there. And I met him there so well that he held on to it so that days later, it comes back to his mind that I met him there for that video game because that video game was important to me because it was important to him. And he's like, hey, you know the things that are important to you? They're really important to me too. And I went, oh. <laughs> and so I just wanted to encourage whoever has something that's important to them and they're not sure if it's, important to God, I want to encourage you that it is important to God because if video games that are important to my nine-year-old on his Switch are important to God, I promise you whatever your thing is, that is also important to God and he's really excited to meet you there. And he will cheer for you as loud as my nine-year-old cheers for himself because they're important. <laughs> Thanks. I wasn't gonna come up here, but here I am. Um, okay, so there are so many little things I could be grateful for um, these days. I'm grateful for technology because I know it's small, but like my brother is away in the Marines right now, and it's been such a gift. I've already lost one brother, so it's really a gift to get to be able to talk to my other one. Um, and also, because of the you know past year 2020 was the worst. Um, in so many ways, it was also really great. I learned so much from the hardships that we went through in my family. Um, it's made me like, I've just been struggling, like just wrestling with God and like a lot of things, I haven't lost my faith or anything, just like really wrestling and like questioning different things. Um, so it's just made me really grateful for my really deep newfound friendship with Erin Boggs. Um, she has been a rock for me in so many hard places. Um, so I just wanted to like call you out and say, girl, I freaking love you. And if it wasn't for you right now, like I don't know where I'd be just because you've been someone who's so solid. Um, when I'm like really going through it, you just, you let me like be in that space. You don't try to be like, oh no, like that's not what you're feeling. You know, like you really validate me where I'm at and you can relate to me. And I'm just, that's, I feel like that's what we have community for, like whenever, it's not always up for like, yay, celebrate. Yes, we want to celebrate you, but like also like when you're down, like that's when you really need the people that you know and you trust um, to really come through for you, like in prayer and just sitting with you. So, love you.
really know how to start at this point. This year was rough. Um, I lost a job. And even worse, I lost some friends. And my only friends were Olivia, my girlfriend, and Micah, my roommate. <coughs> so I was down bad. And uh, I just want to say I'm really thankful for this church because I have friends now. A lot of close friends that I wanted to be friends with. And I'm thankful for y'all, for those I know and for those I don't. And I'm sweating, so that's it. <laughs> years ago I stepped into an orange theory for the first time <laughs> and when I stepped in I knew that I was supposed to stay there for some reason um, and I went to class every single day and I really wanted friends to come out of it Sorry. Um, and I didn't for a really long time and I asked God and I prayed for friends who were like-minded like me were passionate about movement um, and I didn't get those friends for a really long time. And then I got approached at one that I went to that if I wanted to work there. Um, and I had been on this journey to um, being able to be in the fitness world and as a fitness professional. So I said yes, and I was really scared. Um, and I did some really hard things, like the hardest week of my life was being certified. And um, so I started working there. Um, and I met Sarah, like, my second day, because she also worked there. Um, and slowly but surely, people were brought to me um, that were like-minded and um, encouraged me to be better every single day. Um, and then another girl came and worked with us as well. And the first time I met her, I was intimidated by her, but... Um, she put up a hard exterior, but she was really sweet. And I heard God say just to be present with her. So I sat every day with her as we worked and um, just was present. And she unloaded a ton of stuff on me every day. Um, but, and I at first was nervous that I was gonna get really burnt out because I had been in that place with other people who just unloaded stuff on me. But I didn't and that was definitely God's grace to allow me to just be present, like he said. Um, and the more that I just sat and was present and spoke over her who she was, and I didn't use like Christianese language, and I just told her her value um, and encouraged her to be her best, um, she slowly turned her face towards God. Um, and all of a sudden, me and Sarah woke up to a text from her and she had sent us a worship song and she said I don't know what's in this but you guys are really peaceful and I know there's something here um, and she this testimony is not over she's still searching um, but all that to say I know that God brought me to that orange theory in Florida all places I was on vacation um, and he spoke for me to stay there just so he could get me to this point so I could be present with her, just so she could know how much she's valued by God. Um, 
and also brought me every single person on the side of the room. So <laughs> thank you. And another person over there. Hi, Brittany. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, all that to say, he's going to be very quiet sometimes when he speaks to you. And it's a very still small voice, but that still small voice is going to lead you to a really big thing. So. y'all don't know me I'm Olivia um, I wasn't gonna come up here because I'm not very good at speaking but Reese like always is a leader and kind of gave me the strength to do this as he just shared his testimony so for y'all people that don't know I'm a nurse so 2020 has been really hard especially this last week facing tragedy every day when I go into work. And I, there was a point last week where I just didn't think I could do it anymore. And I just prayed to God. I said, God, I can't do this anymore. And he said, it's okay, Olivia, I'll do it for you. And he just carried me through that next, the rest of the week. And it was amazing to have him to fall back on and his strength. I just felt his strength in me. And that was just like a really amazing feeling to see God show up for me that way last week. All right. I'm mad at y'all because y'all gave me confidence now. Uh, <laughs> um, most of y'all may not recognize me because I'm not much of a talker, and that's kind of leading into what I'm talking about now, uh, ironically. Um, I'm also a nurse, and so thank you for giving me the confidence to come up here. Thank you guys. And um, this past year, and especially since I moved up to Atlanta after college, I just have had a lot of trouble finding a purpose and feeling like I belong. Um, and even in my job, you know, with COVID and everything, I just felt like I was just feeling space, just completing tasks, making sure that I got through the end of the day and that nobody died at the end of the day. Um, these past two weeks though, um, pretty much every shift I've had these past two weeks, we've been coding patients. Patients have been taking their turn for the worst and I've been seeing a lot of, um, a lot of bad situations luckily turn out really good. Um, and that's totally God right there. Um, God has had his hand on me and my team and I can't take any credit for what he's been doing. And that culminated all Friday. Um, I had a patient, my patient for the very first time, his heartbeat stopped completely and that's just scary that's really scary and there, there's nothing I can do about that I can sit there and do compressions but when God wants to bring somebody home he does luckily he didn't this time thank God that this man I'm not sure if he was a Christian or not but he has an opportunity now to find God I'm not sure if I'm ever gonna see him again so I don't know if I'll be the one to lead him to that but I just pray that somebody will meet this man down the road and take this new opportunity to help him find Jesus.
started coming to this church, I wasn't looking for a new church um, to hop on the Orange Theory train. I started that job as like a side hustle. I wasn't, it was just something to do. Um, and then I met Emily and she invited me here and I like was like probably seconds away from walking away from the church completely just because of like, you know, life. Um, but then I met people like Mariah and Becca and I'm like, I forgot people like that even existed. And so coming here was like best case scenario for me. So thanks, Em. stand with me as we close. I'm so glad we went long today. So glad. We're going to sing the doxology today to close out service. I'm not going to lead it for your benefit. You guys ready? Birthday style. Doesn't have to be pretty. Ready? Here we go. Praise God from whom Blessings
Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Love you all so much. So thankful for you. Again, for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.